Hey, Farva. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Hey, is any of this sinking in? Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. You're dead. D, 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 dead. What's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. Very much shenanigans, right? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 35mm Podcast. Tonight, we're bringing you to a discussion of a movie that wishes it was another movie, but doesn't quite hit the mark on that. I'm Matt Jackson. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to see you doing good. We, uh, we took a, a page from the discussion of our Coming to America movie, talk about the greatest boxes. But you know what the discussion left out? The World Robot Boxing League. So we got to talk about it tonight. We got to talk about Rocky with fucking robots. With real steel. Exactly. I picked this movie because it's something just kind of enjoyed. It stuck up on me. Like, I, I think I random red boxed it or something like that. You red box? Like, this was back in like 09 when I saw it. When I oh, the first time. Okay. Like, red box, like 09, 2010. I was like, that seems kind of cool, whatever. I ain't got shit else I'm doing tonight. And I, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is actually fairly good and i quite enjoyed it then and i'd bought it and seen it a couple times since then and then it's sat on my shelf for about the better part of uh eight years eight to ten years at this point so yeah it was nice to come in here and take a look at it this was uh, had you seen this movie prior no oh you hadn't no well i thought you'd seen it prior yeah uh this movie came out oh well, no in 209 came out in 2011 so i am wrong there uh, production company is DreamWorks Pictures, which I think this is one of the first DreamWorks I've seen that was non-animated that I remember. I actually said that, to, thought that too. I was trying to think of others. Yeah, like I can't. Like, catch me if you can. Uh-huh. And there is no fucking way that movie is DreamWorks. If this is right, I'm gonna like, oh, well, Mouse Hunt was DreamWorks. Apparently, Deep Impact, Small Soldiers, holy shit. Okay, Gladiator. Yeah, I do remember Gladiator. Yeah, now I think it's about it. Interesting because they have such a, I think it's such a larger tour de force lately. I think in terms of oh, Transformers, Blades of Glory, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, wait, what? That's a DreamWorks movie. I guess. I guess we just think of them because of Shrek. Maybe that might be it. It's just such the gravitas that that movie fucking pulled in with it and everything along with it. Need for Speed. Now you're just taking it to trash. But this was uh, directed by Sean Levy. To me, he's known for directing movies that don't use their full potential. This is one of them. Uh, uh-huh. If you've ever seen Free Guy with Ron Reynolds, it had a good concept and execution just was off. Same with yeah. uh, Adam Project. I saw that. Cool concept. That's the Netflix movie. Yeah. The Netflix, yeah. And then Date Night. I vaguely remember that movie, which... That was during the height of what the Tina Fey and Sky and Steve Carroll like phenomenon that was like, oh, and then it kind of like evaporated with that movie. And he's also done like not at the museum movies. Never seen any of those. Really? As the history buff? You've never seen those? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're kind of Ben Stewart kid movies, though. So I was like, "Eh, okay, not watching them. He's about to do Deadpool 3. Really? He's going to be directing it? Yeah, he's directing it. Interesting. And I did notice that he's done some episodes of Animorphs and Alex Mack. Feel your 90 kids vibes. I don't remember anything about Alex Mack. I vaguely remember Animorphs. Did you ever watch 
Stranger Things. No. He did direct, just direct like probably the best episode of the season this year uh-huh. where they played Running Up That Hill, which became uh-huh. like a summer hit. He directed that episode, which was uh, incredibly okay. good. Oh. This was written by John Gatons, who also plays Kingpin in the movie. The first guy Adam goes against. I'm drawing a blank on it. I mean, it's been over so much. It's like, the Mohawk dude. Oh, yeah. Him? He yeah. wrote it? Yeah. He also wrote Coach Carter and some other movies like a small film called King or excuse me, called Kong Skull Island. Oh, yeah. That small indie film that was released. Also wrote Power Rangers, the new movie, which I, I haven't that. seen. It's Alpha <sighs> 5 looked too fucking creepy for to me. My problem with that movie is it's a fan service movie, but they want to avoid fan service. Gotcha. It's also written by Dan Gilroy, who's wrote part of Andor. Also wrote Which is fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. Still waiting. It's at, it's at a good halfway point, so it's a good time to jump in. And he also wrote one of my favorite, well, not a good movie, but a good favorite movie of mine, Free Jack with Emilio Estevez. And Mick Jagger. Oh, I've heard of that. I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk about it a bit, but I've never actually seen it. Emilio Estevez gets pulled into the future. Shenanigans ensue. (laughs) It's so stupid. I mean, it's a ridiculous plot, but it's awesome. Yeah. Also, got to mention Jeremy Levin uh, wrote The Notebook, which if you were dating anyone in 2004, you were fucking going to see that movie. I've seen that movie, and I think I've burned it out of my consciousness. Also wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance, which I've never seen, strangely enough. I've heard of it, but... That's the Will Smith golf movie. Oh. This is based on the short story by Richard Matheson. Uh If you've ever read that, Mm -hmm. it's only 20 pages long. Oh. No, I've never read it. Have you ever read anything from Richard Matheson? Like I Am Legend? No, I haven't. Or What Dreams May Come? I've never read read any of those. This... Story was turned into probably one, a very classic Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I'm like I saw something about that being turned into a Twilight Zone episode, but yeah. I hadn't seen that. It's called Steel with Lee Marvin. Uh-huh. This story has been parodied in Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah, where Homer was the robot, which is part of the short story, <laughs> which is part of the narrative in this movie as well. No. It was actually the robot. Oh, because my mind went to the the boxing episode where Homer like goes against the champ and he. No, 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 no! It's not that episode. That's like oh. this was way later, and this was like when BattleBots became popular the first time. Oh, okay. And he gets inside the. He makes a fake robot, and same thing happened in Futurama, I believe. Except it was Fry. I haven't seen that episode in a long time. That's what happened in the short story and in the Twilight Zone episode. Uh-huh. And you can, since I guess you've read and seen the episode, you can kind of talk about the parallels between the two or between the three different forms as we kind of work our way through it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this is, uh, this, of course, takes place in the future. Is there anything we want to talk about before we dive in or? Takes place in the future of 2020. I know. It's a futuristic movie of 2020. And I'm like, God damn it, Trump. You fucked everything. <laughs> yep. No pandemic. Renewable energy is a thing. 
Nokia phones are still a thing. Robots, battling robots. I mean, we 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 are definitely community had it right. We are definitely in the darkest timeline. Yeah, that Dana White doesn't have UFC anymore in this movie. <laughs> Except now he's bringing back slap. He's bringing slap fighting to America now. With what? Slap fighting. Yeah. It's where they stand at like a table and slap the shit out of oh, each he's, other. Dana White's doing that currently instead of UFC? No, he's still doing UFC. Of course he is. Oh. But he's bringing slap fighting from, which has been big overseas, to here. Yeah, like I'm sure we've all seen that video of that skinny guy getting slapped by the big guy and just getting knocked the fuck out. Yep. We got a look at the future. It's weird seeing a futuristic movie from today's perspective. And just it's like, Hi, hey, Michael. Well, things are coming about. I'm just kind of throwing everything off. Get a nice little introductory song, and um... yeah, we get that. That's a uh, Alexi Murdoch, uh-huh. and we see a bunch of farms, and saw the old touch or saw a Touchstone logo, which is basically Walt Disney motion pictures. Yeah, but I miss the old logo that would scroll across the screen, bottom of the screen. Little lightning bolt. Uh, yeah, that's what's in this one, isn't it? No. I thought that was. I, I watched it on HBO Max. Did you as well? I did, but I'm talking about on the bottom, very low portion of the screen. Uh-huh. That's how it used to come in. Now it doesn't. But oh, I could have swore it did that in this. Well. Yeah, we're we this is where we meet Hugh Jackman of Wolverine theme. BFS with Ryan Reynolds, if you know him from that. Yep. Driving through this farmland, like yeah, but Kansas, like it's flat yeah, farmland. We, we even got a bunch of well, we wouldn't have that here in America right now, which is one tell of this movie with the bird killer windmills. Yeah, the uh, we're, we're gonna have our donkey out there moment sometime soon with those. Hugh Jackman do, does pretty much whatever the fuck he wants now. Yeah, I mean he's hit that point. He did Logan for twenty years. Well, more now. He's doing them again. And then he did like Miz. He yeah. did uh, Swordfish. Yeah, The Greatest Showman. Also, you've never watched Big Mouth? I don't remember if I have. On Netflix? No. Cartoon? Fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. Oh, I've, Nick, I've Nick never Carl. seen it. He, he plays, the character's name is Dick that looks like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> And he, he's, I guess he has fun with it. Yeah, it's great stuff. Oh, yeah. And seeing this farmland makes me feel like I'm at home without the windmills. I know. Great things we could accomplish. But remember, the windmills call cancer, so we can't, we can't have them. This is one of my issues with the movie is that everything looks like a fucking Michael Bay production. Yeah. It, it looks does. like Transformers. Well, I think it's because they had to rely on similar technology to create the robots. So it kind of. that The cinematography, though, too. Uh huh. Like I was watching. I watched the trailer before we started this, and I was like, "This looks like exactly like Transformers lighting everything." Yeah. I mean, this is like four years removed from the first ones. Uh huh. I could kind of see them having to run the same techniques to kind of get the job done, though. Like when he's pulling up at the fair, and this song, this folk song uh-huh. from the singer is still going. I, I get like the biggest CW vibes. This is a uh-huh. CW show. Part of Dixie. That's the fucking show. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of both robots instead. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. And we're introduced. He gets to that fair and then he 
has a little bit of the too much of the butt heavy. Yeah. And he gets a call from someone named Phil about Gosh. money, but then mistakes him for someone else. Uh-huh. And at the same time, these girls like these little girls want to take a picture with the robot. It's five bucks. And he's like, five bucks, which comes up later. And it's pretty, I got a good laugh out of it. But yeah, like the old, the phone cutting out gag, just like, all right. Now, the other guy on the phone sounded like Biff Tatum to me. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised it was him on that voice. Like, here, I'll take a a couple grand and do a voice real quick. But I don't know about you, but, you know, this is where we meet his robot ambush. If you ask me, ambush looked a little bushed. (laughs) What? Ambush his robot when you first see him for the first time when it stands up. Looks like shit. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Ambush looks a little bushed. And... Yeah, he's at this fair, and then uh, Ricky pulls up on him. Yeah. And this is Kevin Duran, which is Fred Dukes in fucking Wolverine Origins. I don't remember that movie well enough for that. I only remember it because of Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. You don't remember Will I Am in it? Uh, yeah, for, five, for, what, five minutes? I think it's in for the majority of movies. No, Gambit's the one that's in there for five minutes. Yeah. But he also played Jason in Swamp Thing. Uh huh. The DC show huh. that only got one fucking was canceled before the first episode premiered. Yeah, because it only aired on DC Universe or whatever. Yeah, they didn't even bother to try. And come to find out, that whole season was pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so this this just a precursor for the sign of the HBO Max WB leadership and just how fucking stupid they are. Yeah. Well, everything. It's not just that. It's. DC trying to do a streaming service on their comic app, mm-hmm. which I mean, it had De- it had Doom Patrol, which is great. Yeah, Titans, which is it's okay. I know people like it, but was it Star Girl in there as well? Yeah, so was a uh, Harley Quinn, I believe. Uh huh. Oh, Ricky and Hugh Jackman want to have a bet between Bull and uh, an actual Bull and Ambush. Yeah. And Ricky sells the fuck out of this match like he's goddamn JBL or some shit. Oh, yeah, he does. It's like, look at him. Get him there, Cole. Ha, 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 ha. Look at that maggot. You were living, uh, listen, you heard the music that was playing during the intro, like when he was introducing the bull and the robot, right? I didn't make a note of it. Did it sound like metal music to you? No. The subtitle said it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got like, (laughs) I was thinking. Because there's, there's like a couple of those moments in here where it's like heavy metal. He's like, that's not fucking heavy metal. And as I heard it, I was like, is this Lizzie Hale? I think this I think this is Lizzie Hale. But I, yeah, I knew I mean, that was going to troll you if you had saw uh, that. Like it did. Like I had that on there and I did. I'm like, that's not metal. <laughs> because I have and like sometimes calls this intro song metal. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, Charlie and Ricky make a $20,000 bet on who would win between the bull machine. And we all know at this point in time, Charlie didn't get that 20 grand. Yep. At first, Ambush is beating the fuck out of this bull. And then Ambush gets, Charlie gets cocky in control of Ambush. Yeah. And, and Jackman's and, like, I'm not going to pay attention. Yeah. But I want to put some respect in the bull's name, and it's Black Thunder. And Black he brought Thunder. the pain. He fucking charged Ambush, ripped off the dude, ripped off the robot's leg. After this movie, Charlie went back to that fucking bull with Adam and said, lightning comes before the thunder, bitch. <laughs> and shadow boxed the bull himself. Spoilers. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is here where you find out that it's 2020, and I'm just like, ooh, nine, two, nine years. 2015, fuck I changed in nine years. I think 2014. The, the, the ride down the escalator changed time forever. No, uh, when we, we started, uh, whatever conspiracy you want to believe, whether it's the Hydra Collider, David Bowie's death, whatever the fuck you want to cling to, instead of just chalking it up to stupid humans. Yeah. Or maybe it was the, the actual community episode of Darkest Timeline. When we see that the infamous GIF scene, that is when we entered the Darkest Timeline. Yep. That's probably it. It's a number of things. It's just it's just meta enough for it to be. And but at the end of this, this is where I get I laughed because the girls had taken Ambush's leg and then ask him says if he wants it back, it'll be five bucks. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck you, kid. And after getting that fucking ass beating from a bull, he, he was takes off running from Ricky. Fucking booking it. He's like, fuck this. And because it, it's established earlier, you know, Charlie had a boxing history. And Ricky laid his ass out in a previous fight. Yeah, they talk about that later, don't they? Yeah, yeah they it's, do. It's it's mentioned here in the beginning because he's like, "Ha oh. ha!" When I laid you, like it's like a comment. Where he's like, "I remember last time I saw you looking up at the at the lights and blah blah blah, or something like that." Gotcha. And it, it's definitely referenced later. And here, uh, um, whoever decided on this wardrobe could have made a better choice because this is where you find out that Hugh Jackman is wearing. Was wearing a denim jacket, which is okay. I have a denim jacket, but is, he has a denim shirt on, which isn't a problem until you re- realize that he has a denim shirt without sleeves. So he's wearing a denim shirt without sleeves and a denim jacket. Yes. I mean, maybe he's just and embracing a tie. Like, and a tie. Maybe he's just embracing the white trash. Because no, like, this is what? this is his court appearance scene, right? We're we're about to be to that, but I'm talking about when he was at the rodeo. Oh, okay. He's wearing a sleeveless denim shirt and a denim jacket. I mean, that's just that's just white trash magic. I've never seen a denim shirt sleeveless ever. I've seen it before. I've never seen them for sale. I mean, you make them at home yourself. You don't. You you would. Well, no, this was sewn, dude. Oh, this wow. had fucking. That's had a sewing line. He ain't doing no sewing. Maybe maybe the the wardrobe person thought denim was gonna make a comeback in twenty twenty. Hey. But yeah, we're getting to that courthouse scene because two dudes tell tell him like, "Hey, your ex girlfriend, you remember her? Yeah, she's dead. And you, you remember her son that you want nothing to do with? Yeah, he needs a yeah, home now. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that here a little bit. Yeah, this is. I mean, yeah. So, and at first we see Max, who's the kid, sitting in a room, and he has Beats headphones, which kind of identifies that he in 2020 haven't well any year having beats headphones you gotta probably have a little privileged life well we we find out very shortly that while the people in contention for max's guardianship is charlie his father or max's aunt on his mom's side and her husband right and deborah is played by hope davis she is Mama Stark in Civil War. Yeah. God, they aged her up, didn't they? Yeah. And she's also, if you vaguely remember this, she is the French ticket agent in Home Alone. I don't remember that at all. There's a 
There's a lot of Marvel overlap in this movie. Oh, now. yeah, because the next one I'm about to mention was in a Marvel movie, and that uh-huh. is the fucking kid. He is young Thor in 2011. Huh. I did not know. I did not recognize that. Yeah, he was baby Thor or like the kid Thor at the beginning of the movie. Okay, I didn't remember that. And to round up the family here, we have Marvin, which goddamn, I love that name. Not enough people name kid name their kids. Well, if Marv. I ever son, if I ever have multiple sons, I'll try and fit Marv on one of them. How about I that? need to win a bet against you. That way, I get to name the kid. But it, this it, is um, something with a J. Knowing you'd be something with a J. Jackass. <laughs> it's a J. <laughs> I would never see you, you again in person. Haley would never let that happen. No, she would. Marvin is played by Jason Rebhorn. He is the uh-huh. absolute dickish fucking person in Independence Day. I know. That's like I was like I know him from that, and I don't really recommend him because he's he's the CIA director in this film in Independence Day, right? Yes. And he's like, oh, actually, he's so like, you know no, about that. That's not entirely true, Mister President. And he he did have a good. I mean, it's a good role. He's just play. He plays a dickish person really good, which is what the role called for. Because you remember Blank Check? Vaguely, he's the asshole dad. Uh huh. And he also played the dad in Eight Seconds, which is about rodeo shit. It's a real life story. It's actually a good movie with Luke Perry. Okay. I'm surprised, like you living in West Kentucky in the '90s, you never were forced to watch that. My parents didn't really make me force me to watch a lot of stuff, luckily. Yeah, it was, about, uh, it was about Lane Frost, who got, like passed away at an early age, it was in uh-huh. rodeo shit, like one of the best rodeo men. And Hugh Jackman running late to this fucking courthouse appearance. Like, he is pulling right up into the court square that we all know and love in America, if you're from yeah. small town. Shows up in his military surplus truck. Yeah, and he thinks he's there to just sign away custody. He's like, yeah, sure. Clearly doesn't want to be part of this kid's life until until he notices Marvin is rich. Yeah, or it's even kind of like, so what will take? And he's like, because I'm going to take an entire time like, Charlie, you're such a piece of shit. Because even the phone call, he's like, fine, I'll come there and sign away the rights. I don't want to deal with him. And you get the the idea that he's just come back. And I mean, it's, it's just heavily like... That's just pounded in throughout the way the rest of this movie is. Charlie is a scumbag. And he's still kind of a scumbag at the end of this movie. Yeah. Just to keep keep that in mind. And but he, he does kind of con Marv out of $100,000. Well, I think it was even one of the car. It wasn't a con. It was Marvin, his wife, uh, Deborah. They have vacation plans that aren't suitable for a kid to go on, and they want to try to watch the kid for X well, amount of time. He uses it to up from like seventy five, so he got yeah. him out of like a twenty five extra thousand dollars, which Marv thought didn't even book an eye at though. So yeah, obviously, hence where the beats came from. The idea here is he's going to use half that money and go buy another robot because he's chasing glory, uh, named Noisy Boy. Oh, yeah. Hugh arrives at the gym where Bailey is there. And this is uh, Evangelion Lily. Thank you. Because I was going to say that first name totally wrong. I think it's how it's pronounced. I don't know. I mean, you're talking. I was going to say Evangeline. I think it's Evangelion. Uh, You may be right. If we got your name. We're sorry. If we got her name wrong, uh, I don't really care because she's an anti-vax person. Yeah, but she's 
I think her most famous role now is the Wasp, Wasp in the yeah. Marvel series. Yeah, she's been in other things, but yeah, Wasp is where it's, yeah. That, that's her moneymaker now. And she's telling Hugh Jackman here that he owes money and this asshole charms his way out of of out of rent. Yeah. Or just paying his gym dues and everything. Marv arrives with the money and the kid, and the kid goes off about not being able to go to Italy and knows yeah. that Hugh Jackman got paid, but Hugh lies about that amount. Um, and you can tell, like, in this first interaction, they're really not wanting to be around each other. Oh, no, not at all. And definitely Hugh Jackman. He's like, wait, no, I don't want a kid in my life. Yeah. And I've got a, I think this is a quote. And it's like, you care so much about those robots that you all you, those robots are all you care about that you have become one. I think that's what Bailey said to him at one point during the scene. Sure. Is he so. or Max? I really like, I, man, I zoned out whenever they were doing the lovey dovey shit with him and Bailey. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. But you can see in this first interaction, Charlie is winning all kinds of Father of the Year awards and recommendations. Sarcasm, if you can't catch it in my voice. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, and he doubles down even harder here. He's like, look, kid, just go away. Stay with Bailey. She'll babysit you. I got to go get this. I go get Noisy Boy. And apparently, that was him talking about wanting to get the robot. That Well, they're... They get the robot and uh-huh. the kid joins in and he's like, holy shit, I like robot boxing too. I watched this noisy boy fight with a robot named Rubicon 20 times. And I'm like, who the fuck is watching a fight 20 times? Like, I know a lot about wrestling, but I haven't watched all those fight bouts 20 times. I know Anderson Silva got his leg fucking broke the fuck off in that one match. I've only seen it like three times. Uh-huh. There's other things to watch, man. Well, you got me thinking, what's the wrestling match I've probably seen the most? And I think it's probably the Sami Zayn-Nakamura match. That was a damn good match. It was. Hugh Jackman powers up this robot, and it's run by HP. So we already know there's going to be problems with it. Oh, yeah. I I love that fucking product placement. There's a lot of product placement in this fucking Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's one piece, there's one product that's actually not placement, and I'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh-huh. And at first, the, this robot has voice recognition. Ooh, shit, it's got Siri. Yeah. I, one thing I, I complain about this movie at this point is I wish they would explain how robot boxing got as big as it is, because it's just kind of like, here you go. And they don't tell you to, like, you're halfway through the movie why it's fucking important. Yeah, no, you like, at all and i'm like it's it's boxing like not even boxing was the only reason boxing is popular now is because logan and jake paul fucking throw a bunch of money at it yeah and people want to see them get knocked the fuck out matt you can admit you're one of them i don't buy them well, i'll, I mean, I'll yeah. sell the seven seas to watch them <laughs> but you want to see them get knocked the fuck out don't you yes absolutely 100 percent the kid realizes that the voice recognition only works in Japanese, uh-huh. which he says he got from video games. And I'm like, what? Well, maybe he's one of those that learned how to do Japanese for getting like the, like we knew somebody who learned a good chunk of Japanese from watching anime. So, I mean, fair enough. And then he was like, the bootlegs are better. And I'm like, 
2020, <laughs> we're still dealing with Japanese only Japanese only releases. Yeah, because I think we're stupid. We weren't really I mean, doing we that are. in 2011. Like, there's no separate game for Japan much anymore, is there? Not like there was with NES, SNES. I think if the Japanese, like JRPG producers, I think there are still some of those, especially. And I think a lot of them, if they're not split released, there there is, if they're not, I mean, if they're not solely released in Japan, there is a delayed release, I think, especially like Square Enix games, depending on which ones they are, if they may show up on the state side or not. But I mean, you can already tell that the Noisy Boy is going to go great from the very beginning because after, even after they open the box and he tells you to walk forward, he almost steps on Max with it. Like, it's just like inches away from his face. I'm like, dude, you trying to kill your kid here? Should have drop kicked the kid. Just pow. Not even drop kick, just punt it. Just He's, Hugh Jackman's like, I got to go. I got to go fight. I got to immediately try to make some money off this instead of like learning the controls. Like Max is, Max is correct here. Like, yeah. why don't you learn I, it first and then go get money? No, Charlie, because Charlie's not a smart one. But I and to even prove it, I like the interaction after this because Betty's like, I need your fucking money, asshole. Like, you got the bot. I need to pay you the guy for it. And he's like, well, here's 50 grand. Go away. Or, or it's like it's 45 grand and he gave him all the money. I'm like, so, and she kept her five grand. She's like, well, I got my dues out of this too, asshole. And just. I would have taken it all if I was her at this point. Because yeah, he is a clearly she... toxic person. Yeah, he is. That's the only way he's going to get it back. Max forces Hugh Jackman to take him to the fight back to uh-huh. the keys, which. Okay, I, I get what they're trying to do. And we get to fight night and they pull into this factory and I'm just jarred by the music that starts playing here. More metal? No, Eminem. Oh, yeah. Because the first 20 was the quote unquote heavy metal, which was just, you know, extreme country and the, uh-huh. and the folk music. So you have fucking CW for the first fucking 20 minutes <laughs> and then you get but MTV for the next 20. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? MTV when they're pushing sports. But they go to a betting stand where we get our next soon-to-be Marvel character, Finn, played by Anthony Mackie. Who's fucking hilarious and just about everything he does. Oh, I love uh, Anthony Mackie. Uh, I do too. Hurt Locker? Yeah. We are Marshall. Really good. We are Marshall. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I don't. I vaguely remember it. That's um, a fucking sad ass movie. In one of he's in one of my. Well, I don't. Know, one of the more thought provoking Black Mirror episodes. Oh yeah the the credits the Avatar one. Wait, no, that's Daniel Kaluuya. Never mind. Yeah, no, he's in the one where like the Street Fighters and him and the uh, guy that plays Black Mantis in Aquaman. Like they have that weird relationship, like video game relationship oh yeah oh yeah that one that's like huh this is a very interesting episode that i think fucked with more people's minds than they want to admit but and he is in the upcoming twisted metal show they actually got one of those out yep it'll be on peacock oh man have fun with that i don't have peacock so (laughs) it's okay every time every time i want to cancel it they always bring something that i want to watch like quantum leap yeah, like I might want to see that in La Brea, but that's about it. I barely use it to watch wrestling events. 
but I, it's, it's got a good classic TV collection. So that's one reason why I keep it. Yeah. If I had it, it'd be Babylon 5 or not Battlestar Galactica would be why I'd watch it. That's why I would use it. But uh, yeah. The, I mean, the new one or the old one? The new one. The newest one. Yeah. Not the, the one. 1960, the 2000 run. Uh, yeah. Now we got fight number two, which I'm going to be honest with you. This is where we should have started. With the show, the movie? Yes. Or we should have started right before this. Uh-huh. We didn't need two fights, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we didn't need the ambush getting his ass beat. Yeah. I think that's just so you get Ricky in there. Because this movie does, I think this movie moves slow up until after this fight. And I think it, it does. And I think the storytelling picks up better pace. You need the court appearance. I think is maybe where you want to start the movie at. The court appearance and just establish yeah. that Troy is a dick. Because, I mean, it's and- a... You could have had Ricky show up at the gym before Max showed up. Yeah. There. Done. Five minutes. Moving on. Yeah. Instead of 35 minutes into the movie at this point, you're five minutes into it. Exactly. Then you could have seen more of the Robot Boxing League. Yeah. And you wouldn't just been like, what the hell? Or been better with story building because you hear so much about it for 35 minutes and know nothing of it. But I, so I totally had a fucking Mandela effect watching this movie because I thought... This movie was about something entirely different. <laughs> like I thought it was really more closely aligned with the steel short story. Uh-huh. It's not. Yeah. Like I distinctly remember the trailer, like Hugh Jackman is putting on a headset, like in a VR style. Uh-huh. To fight. No. And which that never may, happened. That may have been one of the things they shot. Before the movie was finished. No, I looked at the trailers. It, no, I distinctly remember that happening in the trailer. And it doesn't happen in no. the trailer. No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was something like because you because you see similar styles like that way in the movies for the more advanced robots. Yeah, like if they would have came in here and then it's like your first fight is Charlie's in control of a former top bot boxer, like former. Uh, God, what's his name now again? Noisy Ricky? boy. Oh, yeah, Noisy Boy. And Top of Control, it's Noisy Boy going against Bidus. Yeah, and of course, we're in the futuristic time period of two years ago. So we have to have a bunch of Mohawks, and Midas is one of those with a Mohawk. Yeah. But you also know what Midas is? Hmm. He turns Noisy Boy into a piece of shit boy. Oh, yes. And. But we get some Matrix style music, which is odd to me, considering who scored the film. Uh-huh. It's labeled as metal as well in subtitles. This song it is, is just- absolutely well. It's like whatever the fuck you want to call Matrix music, industrial EDM. I don't know or new metal. I don't know. I'm not the music person. Like I said, this is odd because do you know who scored this movie? Who? Danny fucking Elfman, hmm. which we've mentioned before in The Wolfman. Yeah. Beetlejuice, shit like that. This does not sound like Danny Elfman. You know who I just looked it up. You know who it is? It's the prodigy and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's who the song, it's One Man Army. And those are the two artists on the. So um, the prodigy with Tom Rose guest artist. Yeah. At first, again, it goes like the same fight. At first, Hugh Jackman's robot gets some hits in, but then the other one takes over. And just 
beats the fuck out of him. But we, we're we're in the underworld, so there are no rules, and it's extreme. ECW, ECW, ECW. And Max is trying to talk, like tells him to talk to it and use the voice commands. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman looks like he's never touched a fucking controller in his life. Yeah, and he's like, I can't read Japanese. Oh, and what's like, this button? Man, he's he's fighting like I do in Street Fighter. <laughs> like I can't fucking play that game. I, I, I enjoy it. playing it, but I get my ass whooped. Except yeah. against one person, and that's my daughter. I will beat her ass every time in that game. <laughs> I will school her. She's she, gotta know. She wants to play Street Fighter. I'm like, okay, I got you. I, I only memorized how to play Vega in that in Street Fighter Two. Uh huh. But when you get to like Street Fighter Four with those like twenty button combos, no, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Same I can't here. do it. Well, I remember we tried to play against a mutual friend of ours a couple of years ago, and that did not go well. I'm like, I'm done after this. Maybe like, you were just tossing controller right, back I, and forth. I've seen some like how extreme people get with the joystick. Like they get big like lap controllers. Yeah, so they can mimic the arcade controls. Well, there's also new ones out where they it doesn't have a joystick. It's a button. It's buttons. Why in the fuck? It works. I'm just going to say it works, and they're actually better than the joystick. That's ridiculous. Like your left hand where your joystick would be, uh-huh. You, it's like four or five uh, buttons, and you use that to move around. That's I, ridiculous. I don't get it, but I've seen on play. I've watched a few videos on it, and it works. Uh-huh. And I'm like, holy uh-huh. shit. And, but I've also seen them like at competitions where they put like a cardboard box over their controller while they're playing. So they can't let the other person see him. Yeah, and I'm like, a little extreme, don't you think? Yeah, they get, they get, they, I don't know, man. That's esports, man. I don't personally get it. I know people love it. Uh, damn, <laughs> it's kind of like I, I've watched, you know, League of Legends, uh-huh. Dota. It's not for me. I can watch Dota and League of Legends. I can't watch anything else, really. I've tried watching yeah. Madden. No. I'd rather just watch I'm good. Too. Now, what I can watch, it is kind of neat, like watching some like the world like class test players and some of the shit they do. That's kind of like, oh wow, that's neat. But it only lasts for a very short time for a card on to something else now. But, yeah. But yeah. After Charlie's, getting his not arm knocked off, I do like where the noisy boy sprays oil all over Midas. Uh huh. He's like all over him, and then Anthony Mackie fucking gives a great line here because <laughs> he's like, "Did he spit juice in Midas's face?" Daddy goes to work. Oh wow! And it's forced as fuck, but I yeah. love it. It's hilarious. I, I think it was uh, Anthony Mackie. I think I also like near the end, and he's trying to get out of the corner. And from next, like, get back in that corner, bitch, and take this ass whooping like a man. <laughs> just boxing itself here. Midas beats the hell out of him. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, the owner of Midas wears an eye patch. Sure, why not? And he rips it and off. We have a, so we have a pe- couple people in there wearing sunglasses too. Yeah, but I would do want to give credit that these boxing scenes were supervised by Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, I was about to say you better know who Sugar Ray Leonard is. I couldn't pick him out in the lineup, but I know of him. 
Yeah. He he did he supervised the mocap. Uh, do I get to keep my American card then or do I have to give away? Sure, Still. why not? Okay. After the match, you know, he was all pissed off about losing and I mean he just pissed away fifty grand. Yeah, and here we have kind of a row reversal, which we'll reverse later. Uh-huh. With the kid acting like Mickey from Rocky. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because he's telling him why he lost. So he's telling him like, yeah, the robot was a good robot, but he was like, this is where bots go to die. Yeah. And then the kid just snaps back. Oh yeah. Throw him away. Like you do everything else. And asshole fucking Charlie is like, why don't you just sleep outside then? Yeah. Charlie's fuck him. Yeah. And you see this weird react- interaction between them as well. Cause Charlie's like tries and putting quotations here. Here's a burger kid. Eat it. And he's like, I don't like burgers. It's like, no hell. I know kids that don't like burgers. I've got one of them. Yeah. I, but I was just like, all right. And then you like, it definitely just, just go sour. And like, yeah, Charlie, this is where robots go to die and kid get ready for it. Cause Max, Charlie throws everything away. That's not a robot anyway. So, and one thing I didn't quite understand about the way the fights work is like, this is a guaranteed 50,000 participating. Okay. But they never get that guaranteed payoff. Like, you're guaranteed X amount of money for this fight, X amount for these many rounds, you know? But they never actually get any payoff. Like, if they lose, it's winner take all. Like, there's no sense. Sure, of- why not? But yeah, there's no consistency with this. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman's like, we, we're not done tonight. We got to go start our next fucking robot. I mean, there's nothing like some father-son bonding, like breaking yeah. the lantern. Like, just, yeah, bre- yeah, exactly. That's what the fuck I've got, man. Nothing. Uh, I'm like, I got, I got nothing like light B and E. I said, commit a little B and E. Yeah, <laughs> verbatim. Like, damn. And then they also have to Metal Gear Solid their way through this junkyard. Yeah, like they have to avoid the spotlight, which could detect you. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going? What? Is, what? <laughs> you can definitely tell this isn't Charlie's first time of getting oh, no. parts, parts and in a separate way. Charlie, the great father he is, is bringing his kid into a junkyard full of metal during a lightning storm. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. up to date on his tetanus shot. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. Well, until the lightning, you know, him. Or, arcs off of fucking metal right into his body and kills him. Or the this deep drop off a fucking edge of a cliff that is in this random ass yeah. landfill for some reason. Yeah, but we're Right before that, we're getting some like backstory yeah. on how Robot League was started. Yeah, because like, they see a first gen robot which was looking like humans. Uh huh. And the history is like pretty much they it went from boxing to MMA, and CTE shut that shit down. Yeah, that's what I remember. Like, yeah, it's faded because of CTE, just straight up. Robots were allowed to reign supreme because now they can be as nasty as they want. Never mind that nobody's ever brought up the point that pieces fly off of robots and can hit spectators. Yeah. None of the fights show that happen. No, because it's a PG movie. This is a real movie. It looked like a Death Clock, a Metal Aquist episode, and people be signing pain waivers going in. Yeah. 
Or they'd be like 300 feet back. But Max is talking about how Charlie misses boxing. And all of a sudden, he just falls down a cliff because he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Because he's a kid. And he's saved by a robot by his fucking finger. Yeah, it's like a damn near like mudslide even. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. I just... With where they're at, I just want to know. I just, like, please tell me that wasn't just... A lot of that was just pure shit that just kind of fell on him as well. Like, actual human waste instead of just... No, I was a junkyard, so probably not. But it looked like there was a drainage pipe right next to him as well. Yeah, the... There's still drainage pipes for water, dude. There's yeah, storm drainage. I was just like, mm. and this is where Hugh Jackman shows the first concern for Max, basically because it's a life-threatening situation. Yeah, and he saves him, gives him a big old hug. Oh, it's it's a father-son bonding moment. But then it immediately it's fucking not. just says no. Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where, I saved your life. Hell, I'm surprised he didn't charge him for it. <laughs> You're on your own now, kid. I saved your life. And Max wants to get the robot to save him because it saved him. And he's like, nope. And so Max literally digs him out himself and drags his ass up that slope. Like, I don't get some of the physics of it either. Man, the, I just watched the Creed 3 trailer today. And uh-huh. Jonathan Majors is swole as fuck. Even Jonathan Majors could not fucking carry that robot up that steep hill. Nope. And put him into a crate to drag him. No, couldn't have. I don't know what the hell happened there. And he gets up there and I'm glad for Max on this. And Max actually starts beating Charlie's ass. He's like, fuck you. Where can just start swinging at him? I'm like, yes. Should have went for the balls, man. Should have went for the balls. Well, they get back to the gym. He's trying to go through the parts and suggest to Bailey they get a robot. And here she's like, well, no, dude. You're a failure. You're an absolute failure. Why would I want to do that? Yeah, give up, Charlie. It's over. It's time to call it quits. And he asked uh, to look at the new robot and kid and him get into an argument about whose it is and all that shit. It like, takes two minutes. And this is where Bailey's like, you're both idiots. Yeah. And I'm like, remember one of them's a kid. One of them's an 11 year old. Yeah. Give him a little bit of leeway for being an idiot. <laughs> and Charlie would be a dick about it, like fixing it to get to work. And Bailey's like, no, no, we got a power supply. Let's see if it works. And you actually kind of see that Bailey and Max somewhat get along for their time together. The majority of the scene on screen. But Charlie makes Max take a shower outside with his bot and make sure it's good and clean. And you see a walk in, you get to almost a titular character in this movie, Adam. Oh, and another roles as robot. But you find yeah. out information on Adam. And he's basically used as a sparring bot, I guess, for early generations to just kind of train against. And this is this is where I kind of when you said made me think of the Homer episode, but the, the Homer episode to where like it's got Don King in it and he's just getting the shit beat out of him, but the other boxers tires out and falls on the ground. It's one of the like I think it's like season four or five episodes. It's a season eight episode, dude. That's a season eight episode? Yes. 
I don't know what's more uh, sad. I've seen that episode a lot. <laughs> a, I don't know what's more sad is that I know that or you know a specific season it's been. And he's like, uh, or Max rather, is like, yo, I want to go to a fight. And the other two are like, no, no, we don't do that. We don't need to do that. But yeah. for some reason, Hugh is especially hard on him. Uh-huh. He is especially hard on him. Even though we have seen no proof Hugh Jackman is good at this fucking boxing thing. He's not. Or at robot boxing. Let me say that. Yeah. Zero proof because he is 0-2 in this movie. And we get to nighttime and we get this little touching moment with Max with the robot playing around. He's like, you understand me, don't you? Yeah. And they always try to imply that, yes, the robot does understand him. Yeah. I'm like, that robot ain't got no AI. What are you going on, no. with, kid? And... Is the, it, this so, is where I get like I kind of got confused with another movie. Uh huh. With Hugh Jackman, you remember Chappie? I know the name. I've never seen the movie. It, it deals with robots, except it's a totally different fucking movie. It's futuristic. It's got robots. It deals with, but it's like the robot is a cop. Huh. Yeah, well, I'm like well, sure. Why not? Well, seeing this scene with him talking to the robot, like, you understand me, don't you? It may go, is Max going to replace Charlie with the robot? Like the robot is going to be Max's father figure kind of deal? Like, is this going to be like his all hail to the robot moment instead of fuck you, dad? Yeah. And like, especially when he has him pick him up like a baby. Yeah. I'm like, like, get kid, get a life. <sighs> yeah. I mean, but it seems like Boxing is his life. <sighs> so, and the next morning, they this is where they have that better interaction between Max and Bailey. Yeah, and they're talking about the past of Hugh Jackman being a boxer, and they show a picture of Hugh Jackman boxing. Uh huh. And I want to see that fucking movie. That'd be pretty cool. Creed fucking four. You think of Creed four? I would just want to see you. I mean, I don't care how old Hugh Jackman is. I want to see him box. How about we get Rocky Seven? Not Creed Four, Rocky Seven. Oh, please not. And Sylvester puts it down. But Bailey says that Hugh Jackman, Charlie kept up with the contender. Oh, loud. Kept up, yeah. but didn't, didn't necessarily actually do any good against him. Yeah, but he got knocked out, so he didn't really keep up. Yeah. Wait, didn't he I, get. Yeah, he got knocked out. Yeah. I just wanted to know. How these boxing tales replace the fact that Charlie's a shitty dad, like it doesn't actually make him any better, it doesn't redeem him in any sense of way. It doesn't. It's kind of like, uh, honestly, it's like Rocky. Yeah. His boxing but, tales doesn't redeem his shit with his son. No, they don't. I but mean, also, it, well, you've not seen the. I've not seen any of the Creeds. No, I'm I've talking seen, about the Rockies. I've seen all six of them. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially five and six, where he's like, Trying to use his boxing to try to relate to his son, and it only works at the tail end. Yeah, of six, not even five. At six. Oh so no, at the very end of five, it does work. I'm trying, who is a fight with an end of five? It's not his son, right? It's some shitty ass promoter, correct? What's that? Who's the fight in five with at the end? Tommy Gunn. I mean, that's not his son, though, right? Like, no, 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 no. It's a surrogate. Okay. Because that's the whole conflict is that he's treating Tommy Gunn like a son and he's not deep okay. treating his own son like a son. Gotcha. That makes a little more sense. 
show shows up and he downplays this career he's had in boxing because at this time in 2020, no one cares. Yeah. Like I'm sure like ESPN would hire these, these people to be like commentators. Oh yeah. In robot boxing. Instead of who we get later. Oh yeah. And maybe they thought they couldn't commentate it because they got put out a job on it. Yeah. You know, but he was like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm I'm out of here. Uh-huh. And she's and then Bailey's like, okay, I guess. But this is where you start to see like Bailey's regretting everything. Like just But she hasn't paid the well, it took him forever to pay the rent. I like, know. Come on, man. She could have kicked his ass to the curb a long time ago and gotten the property shit. But Yep. And but, there, so now we get Max and Hugh on a road trip. Yeah. Which now we have shifted tonally in this movie to me. Yeah, I mean it's I don't think it's a jarring shift, but it is a shift they, enough. And they are on the road and we see a lot of uh more technology from twenty twenty. Like yeah. we don't have self driving vehicles like in Logan. I know. But we have a Nokia smartphone that is totally clear. That really dates this movie, by the way. Because uh-huh. nobody uses Nokia phones anymore. Nope. And there's I think a, my dad uses one. There's this weird GPS like that comes up out of the dash and then goes back in. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. And but they're also driving on two lane traffic. And I'm just like, we're we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I think they're driving to Michigan here. Something like that. They're going to the major next uh Oh, it's te- I think it's in Texas. This is because this is where we meet Zeus. Okay, yeah. And backstage, you know, we have an interaction between Wolverine and Captain America. Uh-huh. While the kid is watching Zeus walking backstage. And we see Farah played by Olga Fonda. I don't really know what she's been in, but <laughs> she is the financier of Zeus. You threw me off for a second when you said Wolverine and Captain America. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he's talking to Anthony Mack about trying to find another fat. I'm like, I don't remember Chris Evans in this movie. Damn, dude. You threw me off for a second because I was like. He's my Captain America. He's my Captain America now. But it took me a second. Just like a, what? Apparently her money has brought, brought the inventor and designer of Zeus out of retirement. And he's uh-huh. just standing behind a few people while no one notices him. Yeah. Like he was, a, I think he retired and he came out of retirement for Zeus. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I didn't really get that, but he, he, everyone was talking about how great he is and shit. They uh-huh. didn't realize he's like an arm's reach away. Yeah. And he's supposed to be some kind of wunderkind. Yeah. And this is uh, Tak Machido, played by yeah. Carl Yoon. And this he's is where like we, a K pop star is. Or, Sure, why not? I I didn't really say anything, but he is. No. I was thinking of a different movie I saw. Gotcha. Last week, and he was talking about how the robot Zeus is an autonomous robot. It is self learning. Instead of you know going you know doing the Terminator thing and killing everyone like it should. Yeah. It, well, it's funny because that is proven wrong by the end of this movie that it's not autonomous and self learning. It's not. Yeah, and it's not an AI. It's like an AI, but not quite an AI. They're, they, 
Zeus stable gives Max a free T-shirt. She's like, "Go away, kid. Leave us." It was a alone. towel. It was a towel at that. Oh, I thought it was a T-shirt. No, it was a towel. It was a um, fucking terrible towel. Well, throughout this entire conversation, Finn is like, "Man, I know you ain't got your money. You a bad bet, and you're not good for a loan. So I'm just, I'm not gonna be able to do nothing." And he just begs him finally, and he goes, "All right, fine." Go here for a fight. No rules. It's unsanctioned. Nasty gets. Just get ready. And sends him off to fight. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, robot compound? I don't know what yeah, they get to the... They go to the zoo. Ooh. Which is a decrepit zoo. And this place is protected, like, by whatever... <laughs> like, Hell's Angels. Or not really Hell's Angels, because... You know, there's black men hanging around. Yeah. But, you know, a bunch of biker dudes. And we meet Kingpin, which is played by the writer, John Gatons. And he has this anarchy tattoo, and it's so fucking cringe. God damn it. Oh, it is. And he's, he's so over the top, too. And the, But the kid talks some shit to him and gets him pissed. So they have a they have spite. Like uh, the kid somehow magically talks him into stupidly doubling his bet or something. Like, yeah, I'll give you even more money. You can't make it two rounds. <laughs> and looks gets talked to him, like baited into increasing the money he has on the fight. And we we get to see his robot Metro, and man, does that thing look like a fucking piece of junk? And it looks like it looks like what Hugh Jackman was about to build before. They found old Adam here. Yeah, like it, it almost looked a little bit version of better, a little bit worse than Ambush did <laughs> that first robot we saw. But I, I, I found it hilarious, like Charlie not understanding kids and remote controls, that he probably had the better hand-eye coordination to actually do this fight than Charlie did. What was that? I don't know why Charlie didn't let Max use the remote. Besides being a greedy bastard, wanted to do it all for himself. And not sharing his toys because I feel like Max would have probably had better hand eye coordination to control Adam. I thought he was using it. Was it him? Yeah, I thought he was using it. I think Hugh Jackman ended up taking over, but at the very end, but I thought he was using it. Maybe I'm wrong. I do think Troy, I think, yeah, I think Max took it from him. Gotcha. And during this fight, Hugh Jackman talking shit to this kid. Yeah. Like, just give it up, fuck? kid. Yeah, you got the round. Get your money and leave. Oh, we could win it. And he's also trying now, like, like I said, where that role reversal comes right back. Uh-huh. And now Hugh Jackman is acting like Mick. Yeah. And round two ends quick. It's because of a move that the kid had taught the robot earlier. Some like double un- uppercut. Which for practicality sakes, like does not work. I don't know. Like it'd be dumb as shit to try to pull off an actual. Oh, fight. you get fucking knocked the fuck out if you ever tried that in real life. Could try though, but yeah, your bread basket taken out. Yeah, but they win the fight off the dough. They win the fight. Yeah, now they got they got ho- now they got money, so they go to a hotel, and Hugh is proud as fuck of it. While uh-huh. Max is drinking the drink of champions, Dr. Pepper. Oh, why do I think you? Know? It was Dr. Pepper, and my God, does he drink a lot of it. 
Oh yeah, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's your son, Matt. Let's just say this, he's your this son. is and this is the product that wasn't product placement. It wasn't <laughs> no, because the product placement they pay. Yeah, to have the product put in. No, Sean Levy was like, "Hey, I want to use Dr Pepper. Is that okay?" <laughs> yep, sure, go for it. But and he's working on it, and they start jamming and. Even though this is a futuristic movie set in 2020, we get how dated it is when he's playing music on a classic iPod with those fucking speakers that everyone had uh-huh. with the where it plugs in. I think so. You remember those? I think I do vaguely, but like I do. You would plug your iPod myself. into it, like, and they just start oh, breaking. Yes, I remember. Okay. Now. There it is. I was, I was like, you did you had the actual iPod port you set it onto that it connected. Yeah. I was thinking like a headphone jack when you said a headphone jack. I don't like I kind of remember yeah, something. Yeah, where like, it went, like where you would charge it. Yeah. And it sits in there. Oh yeah. Dated that movie real quick. Everybody had one in their kitchen or office or some shit. Yep. They just start break dancing because why the fuck not? The dance move is just like, what the hell? Like, and this kid's got like nose. How to robot dance? Um, and we grew up watching a bunch of eighties videos. Fucking or the, the the safety dance. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. But if they don't dance, then if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. We so I don't know how much we can have in there. How much are we gonna have to cut out of that shit? <laughs> We're gonna leave it all in. All right, cool. If it, gets taken, if it gets a fucking DCMA take down, then that's on you. <laughs> no, it's not going to take it down. No. But, then, yeah. <laughs> the So, he's integrated these voice commands that were in Noisy Bot. Yeah, Noisy Boy. Because didn't the remote control break on Adam or Noisy Boy? Yes. Like on the, during the fight with Kingpin or whatever, I got stepped on or some stupid shit afterwards. And so the kid starts begging Charlie to like teach it how the box like shadow boxing style. And I thought we we're going to get some like random ass, like, uh, like training montage here. Like you've like, Adam is being trained by Charlie here in his boxing. You're going to see like the robot shadow boxing with Charlie just to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Well, but, wait, no, yeah. And this is like the real first bonding moment with like true bonding moment. With yeah. Charlie, and we're whatever the fuck we're at now. Hell, some I random mess hotel. No, I'm talking about like an hour in or some shit. Yeah, maybe. Again, they could have timed this shit 10. up. There is no yeah. reason for the length of this movie. And yeah. somehow the kid isn't acting like an entitled kid when I brought up the Beats headphones. I brought up how his attitude was. And he's just acting like, yeah, I'm not entitled. Okay. Okay, wink, wink. That's what entitled kids tell themselves. Wonder what his mom did before she, you know, died of cancer. I think he's and uncle gave him all kinds of money. Oh, probably. And yeah, and then we get the Rocky montage. Yeah, like you show the introduction of Max dancing with the robot down to the stage, kind of like. No, no, no. I'm talking about Hugh Jackman wearing the gray sweatpants and everything. Oh yeah, and his accent oh. like. The only thing he's not doing, we don't get in this scene, is him drinking the egg, and we don't get some badass Bill Conti music. 
and we don't get the speed bags either. Or or the meat. Where they're punching the meat. But yeah, you get the Rocky montage moment. And is it me or is it they try to make Maxine a little savantish when it comes to robot boxing? No, I didn't get that. Like that felt like he like he knows a lot about it. He's got all these answers and clues and he's just good at it, you know? Yeah, well we got League Knot now. And they got Adam on the oh no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Now we have a montage of fights. Yeah. And we get we get one fight in an Air Force hangar. Sure. Another one at a honky tonk bar. Again, totally different movies moving throughout here. And the, yeah. oppo- the the opponent that he has in this bar is got a goddamn cowboy hat and spurs. I did not notice that one in there. I did. And some other place, uh, they also get the ESPN radios talking about their ass. Yeah, like, because they're like, the kid that's the dancing robot and like, just, they're listening to themselves and like, you kind of get this weird, like, bonding moment, father and son here to where they're hitting it off and like, they're talking about us here. He gets invited to be at the league on the undercard. And Hugh... Jackman is especially excited for this because he is living through his son now. Yep. Entirely because his son is much better at this shit than he is. Yeah. I did try so much. Just relax. It's okay. And it's like, man, Hugh, you're the one fucking freaking the fuck out. But And they uh, get called to Zeus's room and uh-huh. immediately Pharaoh wants to buy him out. Yeah. And the kid kid's like, no, fuck you. And he was like, wait, no. Well, take the money. Yeah, take the money. Don't. Don't. And then we get the fight. And I'm kind of upset that they didn't spend a little few, a few extra hundred thousand dollars to bring in like Michael Buffer. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Come on. Like, like it's a it's like a like a like a small actor that, yeah. that, that does this. And it's like, and they, they couldn't, since they didn't actually do want to do Michael Buffer, they couldn't also do let's get rid of Rumble. They had to do some bullshit catch line. Yeah. Or they couldn't do Bruce Buffer either. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to say those phrases. <laughs> we could say because he does trade. He does have them trademarked. Well, let's get rid of Rumble. Yes. There's no way that phrase can be trade. Yes. Now saying it like them like the let's get No, ready. he has it trademarked. He straight up does. He in fact bragged about it on an d- episode of WCW Nitro that every time it's said he has the right to get paid for it. It's gotta be whenever he does like the full like so if they go, let's get ready to rumble. He has successfully sued people over this. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know this? No. I knew yeah. he had I thought he had the way it said, like the style is trademarked. Kind of like remember when Harley tried to trademark their sound, like something similar yeah. to that situation. And it's not the we have actually trademarked, like you can't say big game, like pizza places can't say big game for the Super Bowl. Like if they want to do Super Bowl or big game, they have to pay NFL for it because the NFL yeah. is trademarked Wait, is those. Big game? Big game? 
Is big for, game is I think big game is trademarked as well. Well, for some, I think who sponsors NFL now? Papa John's, I think. Um, no, no, Little Caesars because you got that. Oh yeah, back. Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza, <laughs> just. But yeah, so I'm kind of sad about that. But we get who we we get the fight against boxer Twin Cities that has three arms and three heads, isn't that it? Like it's it called Twin, me. Twin, Two. Two heads. Why did I think of, maybe I'm getting confused with the the uh, the Jaeger from Pacific Rim then? Maybe. And <laughs> the, yeah, this, bot, the same this bot well. is run by two people too. Which how the fuck does that work? I don't know. But did you notice the controllers for them? They look like the golden ship controllers from Guardians of the Galaxy Two. It was actually meant to look like something else. Really. Yeah, what it happened? was either this one or Zeus were intentionally made to look like a uh, L. I got the the game in my head. I'm just not thinking of it off the top now. Armored Core. No, they're supposed to look like a, I don't want to say Street Fighter, but a fighting video game. Uh huh. And then we get. The TikTok TikTok dances, yeah. Which sigh, I guess, because they have Adam and Max dance to the ring. Yeah, and then like I'm just here looking at it, and you got these fucking uh, twin CDs with this like nuclear PowerPoint that it runs off of. Yeah. Oh yeah, and- that's another thing. The there's no regulation on this league. Yeah. Like, like, wouldn't nuclear power be kind of a like a USADA for robots deal? Maybe. I, I, figured, that, I figured that'd be steroids, or it'd be Department of Energy. The and you also have a ref that's in pads. That's not going to help you down here. You get smashed. I don't know why you get near them. You wouldn't need a ref in the ring. No, I mean, I don't know. Like you can Try clearly mimic- see if that robot gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Trying to mimic boxing, I guess, more. But also, I think the fact is, like, talking about the power spots stuff again, like Adam's running on, like, a hamster wheel. I don't know what it is. Like, they turn the Hope power in on. a dream. That is what that fucking robot runs on. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, it's going to be a shame when Twin Cities gets his ass beat by a souped-up RC car. Yeah, because at first, Twin Cities dominates. But then Hugh Jackman, who has an eye for boxing, finds the weakness and they exploit it. The hitch in the shoulder. And the, as the announcer is saying who's won, though, this little shit just runs up to him and grabs the mic and then starts talking mad shit to Zeus. Yeah. Like, this is some, like, WWE on steroids shit now. It is. Just like calling out, just like I beat the number two, I'm ready for number one. Fuck you! Like, <clears throat> and I think this where a slight similarity to Rocky is when he calls him out. Who was it? Uh, Which one? It's I can't remember Mr. T's name in three. Clubber Lang. Yeah, but that was at a press conference, not in the, not right after a bout. Oh. No, Clubber Lang did talk shit to Rocky after he beat his ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then after this successful fight, and they, they 
petition and get the all of the audience chanting Adam's name to get a fight with Zeus and the Zeus handlers, and we'll call them handlers, finally go, yes, we'll, we grew to a fight. Which but, Dana would never do in real life if the people wanted it. No. And Dana would drag that out for two fucking years. And, yeah, but we, we start the first part of this movie, what, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes with a rodeo. Uh-huh. We don't see Ricky until now. Like, yeah, there's that boogeyman showing up. Again, five minutes for the beginning of the movie would have worked for me. Mm-hmm. And he shows back up and they beat the fucking shit out of uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And the fucking kid. Yeah. And the like, kid. And further away, what's oh, like yeah. I mean, it's a boxer. Yeah. You yeah. kind of need to, probably going to need strength in numbers on that one. Yeah. Even if they are older. Yeah. I think it would have been Ricky versus Hugh. I think at this point in time, Ricky would have lost. But. Yeah, he got his ass beat, and it's like Ricky just showed up like you're doing good now. Where my money? Oh, you ain't got it. Fine, I'm taking it out of your ass. Not even half an inch. Just yeah, yeah, boy, do they beat him up? Goddamn, get the shit out of him. And you have this moment of where Charlie's like, "I was a shitty dad. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got you involved with this." Yeah, this is like changes his whole demeanor because Max got hurt slightly. the next, this scene and the next scene are like the turning point for Charlie to where he's like, all right, fine, I'll be a dad to my kid. Oh, yeah. And Hugh is upset getting hosed by three dudes and takes the kid back to Deborah. But Max yeah. doesn't want to and argues with Hugh. Marv actually tries to give him the rest of the money and Hugh stupidly turns it down. I don't give a fuck if I've changed. Yeah, I'm taking that money. 50K is 50K, man. Fuck yeah. Like, no. Yeah, we made a deal. Give me that fucking money. Peace. Hell yeah. And they get into more of an argument, and Max is like, I just wanted you to fight for me. Like, God damn it, Robert. Be sure to fight for you too, Max. I felt you, and I felt I felt for you, Max. Sorry. I, to, I don't care. Yeah, he was acting straight up like Robert then. Yeah. He said that. And Hugh Jackman returns to the gym and then gets in bed with Bailey, which, what? I mean, it's hinted at early in the movie like there was a thing. No, there, no, but no. It didn't work. Well, the ne- very next scene, they finally kiss. Uh-huh. I think the two scenes are backwards. Yeah, maybe. It seems like it to me. Like, Because when he gets back and they kiss for the first time, it's when she's up on the back on the, on the, the roof, right? Yes. And like he comes sits in there and I'm like heart and soul, blah blah. You have your heart yeah. and soul moment. It seems like those two scenes should have been flipped. Probably. But the power of boners stronger than the relationship with the son. Because the power of boners allows you to go back to Max and make amends. Mm-hmm. He's like, and, oh, we got one more in the son. We can do it, boy. Yes. And he's like, I'm so sorry for leaving you and abandoning you. Twice in, in your life. I'm a shitty yes. dude. And, and, and Max would be like, it's okay, Dad. I'm like, yeah, okay. And De- even like, Deborah's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. But it'd be just this one time. Have it back by midnight. <clears throat> it's like. And, and it really feels like he's there to go fight because he only asked for one night to fight Zeus. Yeah. Like, he's only there 
to, for the glory. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe this is like real life people don't change on a dime like that. No. Maybe this is Charlie, like it's him and his son. This is what they did. So they're rekindling that to do it again. Did you notice the name of the arena where they're having the championship fight in? No. Being arena. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck yeah, I did. God damn <laughs> I was it. Like, I'm like, uh, being product placement, come on. Come on now. Nobody wants to use this shit. Um, they tried that in the early two, 2010s, man. They were What's like, up? I saw it in a TV show, Hawaii 5 One of the characters was like, just being it. And I'm like, no, we can we cannot do that. Please, no. You know what Bing's number one search is for? Porn. Duh. Google. Porn. Duh. <laughs> it's not no uh, fucking yeah. Google. It's porn. Yeah. So this is no. where we get. Yeah, the, now we're at the, the main event. You get Rocky Balboa on one, career on one side and Apollo Creed. Oh, sorry. Wrong movie. No. Yeah. Well, Tack is absolutely acting like Apollo here. Yeah. In a way. In the, from Rocky One, and they walk into the arena, but this time Max doesn't dance. Nerves, maybe I don't know. Outdoors, we see Anthony Mackie, like the second to last time, and he's taking bets. And Ricky is straight up dog whistling, uh-huh. like pretty bad. He goes, "Hundred K, homeboy." Yeah, uh, and you see Anthony Mackie's face is just like. The fuck you say? Like his face is, and he's also wearing the worst fucking tie in the world. Uh, Yeah, the bolo tie. Fuck that shit. I don't know why people wear that shit. They wear a string with a fucking clip on it. It's something about the people in the Southwest. Don't care. It's the stupid fucking tie. (laughs) But and we still have no fucking Michael Buffer. You think even for the main event you would get him here? Or at least Bruce. I mean, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised they contacted him. And that's why there's so much product placement here, but they didn't have enough to actually get them in the movie. And the dude is even credited as Bing Arena announcer. <gasps> Damn. Damn. Damn, bro. I hope that's not his only his only announcement. But the Ricky bet. He bet a hundred grand on Zeus winning by round one. And he's yeah, like, oh. which is quite like, and the fight starts two seconds in. Zeus knocks the fuck out of Adam and just wallops this fucking robot. Just beats the shit out of him. Yep. And we get a wide shot of the arena right here. Uh-huh. A few times in this fat match. Man, I thought I was in the I thought I was in the Galactic Senate in episode one a few times. <laughs> God damn. I thought no, I was gonna see E.T. somewhere in the crowd. Just how much they <laughs> I was mean, straight this, up fake as shit. Oh, I was. They spent another budget on these big ass robots. So long story short, Adam actually survives the first round. And Ricky gets his comeuppance. Like he's like, we need a wee baby girl tries to get his woman out of there on one end's Anthony Mack and the other end's one of his friends. And he's like, uh-uh, you come with us. You got our 100K. <laughs> oh, yeah. They fucking surround him. And they were like, he shouldn't have told him his seat. <laughs> no, he should have. That's his own fucking fault. He was, but he was cocky because he wanted that 
he's probably like bringing back an unmarked bills and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh no, Adam held up. And then the, yeah. But after the first round, the announcer is like, the crowd expected a massacre and they're getting a war. Round one. <laughs> um, I watched round one. Seuss beat the shit out of Adam. Yeah. It was a massacre. He just survived. Adam's- That's it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Sounds like another boxing movie. Yeah. And kind of surprised here that they have ring women. And some weird ass outfits too. It's yeah. kind of like like some Tron shit. We want to go Tron, but not full Tron in the fetish. But now we got to speed through this match. So we go real quick through the second, third, and fourth round. Uh-huh. And we get to the fourth round, and the announcers are really selling it like this is Rocky versus Apollo, because this is what it is, especially when we talk about the ending here in a minute. Uh-huh. But the voice recognition goes out. Womp womp. And... So Hugh has to take control of this shadow mode where he's doing the boxing. Yeah. It's made a point of in the commentary as they're boxing in the match. Yeah. And the little shit convinces Hugh Jackman to do it too. Uh-huh. But this is where this is a main deviation from the original short story Twilight Zone episode. Uh-huh. Because this is in I'm going to just talk about it through the lens of Twilight Zone episode because that's easier. The main character, who would be Hugh Jackman, is acts like the robot because they're out of parts. And he gets in the ring with the robot or android in the show. Like he's wearing the robot as a suit kind of deal? It's not a suit. He just It's makeup and shit to make him look like an android. Oh. Uh. It's nineteen fifty fucking eight, dude. No, I mean like, is it supposed to be like he's wearing the robot instead of the robot working itself, I guess. Yeah, he's supposed to he's looking like the robot and he's doing he's actually trying to box the robot. Boy does he do not do it. <laughs> he is just fucking ass creamed. Oh yeah. Creamed. But and in that one they you know he was supposed to get paid X amount of money, but he didn't make it through the first round. And so they only give him half, but he's still like, well, we'll go get some parts and we'll fix up our robot and improve him. So kind of ends on a downer because the dude has like instant CTE from that. Yeah. The fifth round starts and they really like Hugh, Hugh Jackman's fighting Zeus. Holy shit. Which I think this works better because also you start to see the controllers for Zeus start to kind of panic because I guess nobody's ever taken Zeus to the distance. And so a system start to overheat. You have the Wonderkin talk come in and start actually manual controlling him, trying to win. And I'm like, so you have a kid playing a droid, you have a guy playing on joysticks or a train boxer actually fighting against him. Because that's what it ultimately ends up being. And you see Zeus. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, he's shadow boxing, but Hugh Jackman doesn't break one fucking sweat. Come the fuck on. No, he's got that smile. Just Oh, oh yeah. He's a man. I he's mean, got that tie bow dance going. That's what it is. Gassed as fuck. Gassed, dude. Gassed. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and he's using he's clobber langing fucking Zeus. Uh huh. Getting him tired, losing energy, and the whole Rocky Three getting the opponent tired is based off the rope dope strategy from Muhammad Ali. Yep, against George Foreman. But I laughed here when both Max and Bailey look at Hugh and you get this slow-mo shot with some music and they're crying. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because he's redeeming himself as a boxer for Bailey and he's redeeming himself as a dad for Max. Yeah. But yeah. The just- fight ends. Tack is pissed off. He walks away. Uff, uff, uff. Didn't it actually end like they're doing the count like a one, two, three, and then like it round ends while he's laying on the mat and the five match ends. Yeah. It's like you think they wouldn't have that in Robot Boxing League, but yeah, they do. Yeah, and because yeah. we have to have the Rocky one ending because that hasn't been done enough yeah. in the Rocky <laughs> franchise. It's happened three times in the Rocky franchise. Well, right. Yeah, well, Rocky won. They're still technically both standing up in that match, but you already but they beat the holy hell out of each other in that fucking M one. In one, but what I'm saying is like Creed's Apollo Creed's rib gets broken in round eleven, right? And Something like, like that, yeah, sure. And it's then been like a mix is round twelve, and like Rocky's winning that round, and like my dad was always like, if that match would have gone one more round, Rocky would have won it. He would have won it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not how it works. So, but then, of course, Rocky Balboa in the exhibition match, he goes the distance and uh-huh. they give it. It's an exhibition match and they give the win to the other dude. Yeah. And then I think I'm almost positive they do it in Creed. It's been a while, but I think they do. But yeah. And then it goes to decision on the judges, of course, rule in favor of Zeus. And you see the Zeus handlers all cheering, and I was right. Yeah, what Creed? Creed absolutely lost that match because we had to mimic it. So yeah, it's been overdone. Like it has the because now the people's champion. There's only one people's champion. If you smell it out with the rock. Black Adam is cooking. Which I heard is not that good. I haven't seen it yet. No, it comes out this weekend, but the reviews are saying it's not that good. I don't believe it. I don't listen to those reviews. It's a DC movie. I'm going to believe it. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Like, they go and... Ex- I don't know. It's weird. They go and expect... You don't it. care. After all the DC movies, we've been fucking... The torment we've been so, put through on those. So, let me phrase it like this. They go in, like... I'm going to grade it on the scale like I would the Godfather. I'm going to go and grade it on the scale like I would. No, they don't. Like, they would go in and view it as if they're trying to watch the Godfather. Like I'm saying, is like they're looking for the same things. Like, it's. No, they're not. Like, a lot of Marvel movies are highly rated. Uh huh. Like, Black Panther, highly rated. The. But yeah, we get Hugh and Max hug and makeup scene. And I only question, like, does Hugh Jackman get 
to have a life with Max now, or does Deborah say no. fuck you, dude? Deborah says fuck you, dude. You know what? I don't know. We'll find out in the sequel and or TV series that'll be but, happening soon. Really? They've been talking about it. Oh, I, I, I don't really seen, know why. I've never seen something like this in the talks, but I didn't see anything like you know foundation. And, yo, and we end right before credits. We get the overswelling of music. And we get Max getting his own Yo Adrian moment. Uh huh. Like, goddamn. Yeah. This this movie really wanted to be the Robot Rocky. And it was. It. Yeah, dude. Um, I probably won't see this ever again. You won't. I'll be honest. Oh, that's 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 too bad. Like you have a padding of the runtime with either. The first robot or the second robot that Hugh Jackman has. Uh-huh. They need those. You have a totally unnecessary plot with Ricky. Like, really unnecessary. The only reason he's there is for Hugh Jackman to realize, like, I don't need to be a father. Yep. They could have done that any other way. They could have. And I'm a person who loves sports movies. Uh-huh. And there was times I saw potential in this movie. But most of it fell fell back on old tropes and overdone plots. Yeah, I mean, I and like I said, it looks like fucking Transformers with fucking boxing. But I do like the fact that Sean Levy did use animatronics in this. Oh, I thought they were CGI. They were not all CGI. Some of them were yes, but he mixed it with animatronics. Huh. So I got. I'll give credit to that. Yeah. It feels like this movie was a Hugh Jackman project just to make some money or Uh because his kids asked him to do it. I enjoyed the... I could see that. I enjoyed the movie. Like I was actually surprised when I saw it. I was expecting worse than what it ended up being. As much as I joked about it now, like I still enjoy the movie and I might watch it again. I don't know. I've I've got a lot of movies to watch. Too many. But um, I... Enjoy it again. I don't think I, was, I did, did not hold up as well as it did as I previously thought it had. Yeah, this is a this is an FX at the movies movie through and through. Yeah, so of the movies I've seen that we've done for this that have taken notes and like heavily, heavily watched uh, outside of Ghostbusters and Evil Dead because those two are classics. I had 300. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. But like Cloud Atlas, that one has not held up real well over the time. The Hunter was good, but this one, yeah, I'd still watch it. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but I mean, I don't think it's going to be as like need to watch again. I may get rid of the hard copy DVD if I want to watch it. I can find it on streaming somewhere that I have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's good for a watch. Like if you're doing nothing that afternoon, no football on, no wrestling, no yeah. other movie, everything's infomercials, no Simpsons, yeah. nothing <laughs> on Netflix. You ran out of things it, to do. It, yeah. If you've masturbated eight times that day, maybe after that, maybe. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna put you in the thumbs down column on this one. Are you kind of more? Hey, hey, hey. No, no I'm in the thumbs down. I'm just like, okay. If you get, I, no, I mean, I'm not saying it's like 
a terrible movie. Yeah. And it's not good to me. Yeah, like I said, I love sports movies. I'll watch the uh, fuck out of Rocky. I'll even uh, watch Rocky Five occasionally. Like Rocky Five is the one I cannot watch. I will skip Rocky Five. Like I've seen it once, and that was enough for me. I hated it. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get that then. <laughs> as long as we get through the other four first, cool. You and your need to go through all of them together. I just like to do things in order. You already know what happens in four. So you already know that he gets smarter I'm, I've over the have, series and then gets dumber in five. I've got to have a payoff, Matt. Like I've got to have something to make. But me there's no watch payoff it. in Rocky five. I've got to have something to make. We want to watch Rocky five. We got to have some counterbalance to you going. All right. I'm going to put the shittiest movies I can fucking think of in here just so we can have laughs. For real. I will. <laughs> yeah. I think that wraps us up for real soon. Next week, we are going to look at the classic fucking movie that I will already tell you I love, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think I've only seen it one other time at your house, actually, I think, on like a Thanksgiving. One of the last Friendsgivings we had before we all kind of... If I fucking cry while we're talking about this th- podcast, you better not fucking laugh. I'll try not to. There's no try. There is, dude. <laughs> I guarantee you, I'll, I'll just, probably tear up talking about it. just made me think we need to have a Friendsgiving again. Until next time. I'm Matt. And I'm not Tracy. I'm not going to do that. Oh, fine. Ah, Matt. Ha, ha. Later, people. Love you. Bye. So I just hit fucking end. Hit stop. Hit stop. Yep, in the top left corner where it says recording at. Oh. Oh, soon hit stop. <laughs>